Jen, hi, I miss you. I know. It's so funny. We So we've been chatting for what, 23 minutes prior to this recording already. But yeah, we have not literally seen each other in forever. Uh, so this Zoom face of you right now is is fabulous. It's just been far too long. So very excited to be here today. I am also excited. I'm excited to be here with you and also be here in my new house. Yay! With my, I no longer have loud neighbors that I'm trying to like scurry around and decide which room of my house is the quietest to record in because there's just nobody. It's just me. And I love <laughs> That's it. That's great. Yay. Good news. Good news all around. And it's funny because we have had this topic that we're going to discuss today on our list for, I mean, I don't even know how long. I feel like forever. It's probably not been that long, but we're talking about resilience versus exhaustion today. And it feels like it is just the perfect conversation between you and I I mean, we have both been so busy for very quite different reasons. Um, But as we know, we start to spool up and we start to get busy. You start to ask yourself, you know, am I draining myself? Am I wearing myself out? Am I powering through it? Like, what is this like burst of energy? Is it positive? Is it negative? Like, there's all these kind of questions around this idea of resilience versus exhaustion. So I'm excited to dive in. Do you remember how this topic came about? That's my question to you. I think I do, but I'm curious if you do. I don't have an exact answer for you. I distinctly remember us talking about it a ton. We talk about it all the time. Jen, we're both kind of like I don't want to say work-life balance nerds, but we're both very aware that it's not necessarily a balance. Like one of those things is always going to have priority. And I'm going to use my favorite word here. We, We both recognize that there are seasons where one thing gets more priority over the other. But I think as we were talking about them, we were talking about how I had been in a season for way too long of like work priority. Uh, and I remember, I don't, I don't remember exactly how you said it or the exact words that you said something and you were like, no, that's just exhausting. And it just it hit me and I was like, that is it. That, that's the word. You're right. Like, I, this isn't me being brave or tough. Like, this is just exhausting. Yeah. Um, that is so that's the perfect summary. I, I just love that you can remember that. But here's the funny part. Here's the funny part is then whenever that occurred, right? Fill in the blank. It's probably been multiple conversations. There was something that I read and I can't, the funny thing is I can't remember if it was like an article, a blog post in a book, like who knows, right? But it was definitely something that I read where someone said something like, is that stamina or is that exhaustion? They didn't use the word resilience, but I was like, oh, that is like, so what Randallin and I are constantly always talking about. So it hit home where it was like, if we don't talk about this, I don't know, then we're just crazy. And we're always talking about boundaries and seasons and all that good stuff. So to me, it just feels like it fits perfectly. I agree. And here's, I promise we are going to talk about this eventually, but I want to give one more reason why I'm super excited to talk about this before we dive in. Jen, we are busy people. And I firmly believe that the people who listen to our podcast are also busy people. We 
kind of embody this energy and this momentum of like, I have dreams, I'm going to achieve those dreams. We're hard workers, we like working hard, we get satisfaction out of doing our jobs well. And when that happens, sometimes, for myself especially, it can be really hard to take my foot off the gas and to understand that I, I'm running a marathon in life. I'm not running a sprint. Like there, I can't feasibly sprint every mile of my marathon. I'm never going to make it. Like quite literally, I've trained for a marathon before. And let me tell you, that's not how it works. Um, so I am, I am really excited about this because I think not only is it a topic that's going to resonate with us because it, like, we know it resonates with us, but I think it's a topic that people like, we're going to give some verbiage to the things that people feel that maybe they didn't even know they were feeling. Yeah. I think that's perfectly said. And, you know, it's like the a body emotion stays in motion. I think some of us who push hard know that if we stop, um, it's a, it's a, it's a halt. Like it could potentially even backspin us a little bit, you know, if we stop too hard. So we're constantly trying to find that balance of moving forward enough to make sure that there's constant progress and growth and we don't get farther behind and all of these kind of crazy things. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Well, this is great conversation. Um, you and I are sort of the epitome of the resilience versus exhaustion. So let's just kind of dive right in. So, you know, here you are, it's a busy week. You have a lot on your plate. There's a lot going on. Um, you're managing your boundaries in a way that feels good to you. You're prioritizing things on your to-do list. You know that you're going to get your big tasks done, not just the easy, simple tasks. Like you're feeling really good about how the week is going. Paint a picture for you get to the end, the end of the week, and how you feel, you know, what, what do you think? If you've set yourself, set yourself, set yourself up well at the beginning of the week, does it automatically look positive at the end of the week for you? I would say no, because my weeks, I have like phase one of my week and phase two of my week because of where I currently am in life and phase one of my week is so focused on serving my clients, producing great work for them, attending meetings, being a CEO and running a company, figuring out what kind of business taxes I need to pay and by when to avoid fees and stay in good graces with the IRS. And then the second half of my week is everything that I do to make sure that the apple castle doesn't burn to the ground. <laughs> um, and so for me, my weeks, I can set, I can set myself up for success and I can come into the week with full intentions and, you know, knock the big things off my to-do list. But because my two worlds are, they're not polar opposites, but they're definitely not, you know, complementary colors. They're different. They're very different worlds. Um, it can be really discouraging to me when, you know, Saturday night rolls around and I get home from my last day at the Apple Castle and I go, wow, that's so great. I worked so hard this week. I got all of this stuff done at the Apple Castle. And then I like glance over the things I wanted to do this week 
in my own life and maybe for my business. And I'm like, wow, how did it become so like it was Monday afternoon and I thought I had so much more time to do these things. How did I get here? Um, so even for me, I haven't quite mastered the the ongoing prioritization of like every single day picking one thing on that to-do list whether I do it before I go to the apple castle or after I get home but like deciding what I'm going to do to continue moving forward on those things instead of trying to cram essentially a week's worth of work into Monday and Tuesday and then going and continuing to do a week's worth of work Wednesday through Saturday because that that is just the definition of exhaustion yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I'm getting a little bit of anxiety over here just listening to everything you're saying, but, but it resonates for me. Right. And it's just, it looks a little bit different for everyone. And to your point, sometimes for me, um, maybe I set my work week up well, and maybe my work week goes okay. And maybe I even have a checkpoint like midweek where it's like, okay, am I still on track? Where's the priority now? Like, cause things change. So I can, I can do all those wonderful things to set the work week up. I can still get to the end of the week, look up and go, how is it Friday? I didn't X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. And it might just be personal stuff. It may not even be work stuff. So, or the reverse could be true, right? I could set the home life up perfectly and I'm going to do this this week. I'm going to accomplish these things. And then somehow my energy and my brain power go to that and not as much to work. And then it feels like it could be maybe not as productive of of a work setting. So it goes back to even what you said in the beginning, like you and I are sort of weirdly obsessed with these sort of work-life balance, knowing that it's never really going to balance. You're going to get pulled in one direction or the other. Um, But it's a good point where it's like, no matter how well we set ourselves up, there's still a really good chance that we could get to the end. If we have multiple things, jobs, home, anything kind of going on, it gives us that pause of like, wow, like how did we get here? How did I not get it done? And then what are we doing at that moment? Are we continuing to push at a million miles an hour? Are we being okay in that moment of saying, I didn't get it all done. How do I reprioritize for next week? So one of my absolutely favorite things that I've done this year for myself is never doing work on Sundays. And I go, I even, I mean, I've been at this routine now for, we're into April, so three and a half months, essentially. And I, every Saturday night, I feel myself wanting to be like, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow or like even Friday night, like I'll do it on Sunday. And I pull myself back in and I say, no, Randy, Sunday is your day to only do things that make you happy. Um, and so this week I got home. I got home from work on Saturday, didn't really want to meal prep, didn't really want to do like I make these, I make my smoothies for the week in one big batch. And then I freeze them that way. I don't have to worry about like fruit going bad before I can use it. And like, I don't know, it's a weird thing that I do, but, and it takes a lot of time when I do it, but it makes the rest of my week super easy. And I just did not have any desire in me to do that on Saturday night. I was just exhausted And I wanted to watch Moana and paint my nails and go to bed. And that's how I wanted to live my wild Saturday night as a business owner. (laughs) Um, But what I decided to do, I was like, Randy, set a timer for an hour, get as much of it done as you can in an hour. And then 
go wash Moana and paint your nails. Like it'll be done. And I knew that if I had given myself an hour to do something, like it really only takes me like an hour and 15 minutes. So I knew I was going to like keep myself moving and get it all done. And I did. And I woke up on Sunday morning and I was like, I don't have anything to do today. Like my, my smoothies are all prepped for the week. Like my dishes are all done. And I was so excited. And I think in that moment, I chose to lean on the side of resilience. Like I was tired. I didn't want to do anything, but choosing resilience in that moment set me up to come into Monday now, not exhausted. Like if I would have done all of those things yesterday, I would have woken up this morning and been like, wow, I didn't really take a break. Like I'm still exhausted from last week and I'm supposed to do all of this over again this week. Um, so for me, learning to ask, like, is this helpful in the long term or in this exact moment? And then like, which, what am I willing to sacrifice for that to be helpful for me in the long term instead of just like in the moment? Yeah, that example you just painted was perfect, especially for someone who's kind of listening, going, well, you know, what does this look like? How does it show up or, you know, fill in the blank, something. You really did paint that perfect example. And I like to use the word priorities, right? Like what's the priority right now that's going to set me up for success? But we have to constantly reevaluate those priorities because it would be, would have been so easy for you in that moment to say, the priority right now is that I focus on me and I relax and I not worry about this stuff. But then you would have woken up that next day and gone, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. I'm like, I've got all this stuff I got to do. You know, I don't feel like I set myself up for the day well. So it's very easy to get confused around what the priority is when you're already in that stretched space. Mm-hmm. This is where that resilience really leans in. Like I am stretched I just don't feel like I could do more. I just don't feel like I have the energy. I just don't feel like I have the brain power. I just want to break. Where are we leaning in in that moment and pushing that just tiny bit more? It's like that that just little one more little sip of air into the lungs and just filling it up just a tiny bit more. Where can I do that in order to set myself up for success later? And it's really hard to see that in the moment. It's really hard to feel that in the moment. And and I don't know if there's a trick to do that other than to reflect later and recognize when you did and didn't do it. And the more you're reflecting in the future around, okay, how am I doing? Am I doing well for myself? Am I I pushing too hard? Am I setting my priorities right? Are my boundaries good? If you're doing those kind of reflections and just checking in with yourself, you're probably going to recognize where, oh, if I would have just done that extra 30 minutes, I I would have just been so much better. Um, But it is hard to do that in the moment. It is. It's so hard. And I have noticed that there have been times as I have been, you know, at this, this journey of taking Sundays for myself now for almost four months where I have decided Saturday night, like Sunday starts now. Um, and then I'll wake up on Monday and I'll be like, okay, great. Now today is going to be a hustle day. Like not only do I need to do client work, but I need to meal prep and I need to do this and I need to go, you know, to the grocery store or do whatever. And some weeks to me, that's worth it. Depending on what I'm working on on Monday. Like I, I'm aware enough of my schedule to be like, yep, I only have one meeting on Monday. I've got loads of time to get all this other stuff done. 
that's totally fine with me or like I don't have plans Monday night so I can work a little bit later. Um, so I think the key for me to deciding what's worth being resilient over even when I'm tired is thinking about like just looking at my calendar and being like, can I afford to squeeze this in somewhere else? Um, because it is, and it's like a domino effect sometimes if you don't, like if you put the thing off, that's super easy, but then like it changes your whole Monday, which will change your whole Tuesday. And then before you know it, like two weeks have gone by and you're like, wow, all of this is because I didn't do that one thing that would have taken me 30 minutes two weeks ago. Um, so for me, just being able to look at my schedule and very being very honest with myself about, can I afford to put this off? And if not, I'm just going to grit my teeth and get it done. Yeah. And so I'll add kind of a different perspective too, because I like everything that you said. I feel like it looks different for me a little bit. Um, I'm in this kind of mode right now where the resilience is it's kind of not a choice. Like I'm just in this space right now where I'm covering for some people and there's just a lot going on where I'm going to have to push really hard for a period of time. That's probably longer than I would like to. Um, and I recognize that and I'm aware of that and I'm okay with that, but I have to make sure that I'm setting myself up for success. So how do I ensure that I push enough and maintain that resilience to keep going without exhausting or burning myself out, knowing that there is a certain level of work, level of effort that will have to go in period. And I can't choose to not put that level of effort in. Like that level of effort is going to have to be up there no matter what. So then where are the times where there's capacity to make sure that I am getting in that rest or I am getting in that something that makes me happy or energizes me? This is the perfect example of where people need to make a choice. Um, it's very easy for us to make a choice to say, I'm going to sit down and watch Netflix for two hours because that's just going to like make me feel like I can tune out and it's going to make me feel good. That's a choice, right? And for some people, that might be the way that they reduce that potential exhaustion. That, that could potentially be some people's way. Where for me, I almost feel like it's the, the opposite. I feel like when I do that, I feel like, wow, I just wasted two hours that I could have been doing something else. So I make sure that that two hours is filled with something that at least is for me. So I'll give you a weird example, like probably I would say at least three days a week, if not more, at least three days a week, I take a long, hot bath, but that's just my time, right? It's, I do it after my child's in bed. Uh, my husband's, you know, doing his own thing. I'm doing my own thing. Like that's just kind of my me time. And I use that time to relax. Now, what I do in that time, you know, maybe I listen to a, a podcast, maybe I listen to an ebook, maybe I watch a show, maybe I read, maybe I do nothing. Like it doesn't matter what I'm doing when I'm not in that relaxed state, but that is my time to kind of just figure out how am I going to use this time effectively that will bring and recalibrate me a little bit to the point where I can continue to push harder, where if it was the TV, it would be exhausting my eyeballs, which I've already started the computer all day. And it would have these other kind of negative effects on me personally. Again, everyone's different on what those things are, but I have to make sure I recharge my batteries correctly 
in that small amount of time that I have to ensure that I can continue to push effectively when the, when the time is right. Jen, I love that. And I have a question for you. Are you, cause I'm one of the people, those kinds of people who like look at a situation when I need to be resilient or know that like, I'm going to have to be pushing harder than I would like to be pushing for X amount of time. And I'll look at that and I'll be like, okay, I got it. Like I can do it. And I, maybe I need to take some, some pieces from your own advice here. But when I find myself in those situations, I make peace with the exhaustion because I'm like, oh, it's only going to be until blank or it's, I'm only have to do this for so much longer. Um, and so I don't know that I'm really good about continuing to like find pockets of time for myself or finding ways to recharge myself correctly in those moments because I have just like decided maybe in my head or subconsciously that like I'm going to be miserable for the next x amount of time and that's okay because when it's done it's done um so are you one it sounds like you're not one of those people who makes peace with situations where you have to you know, put in that extra effort by just being like, well, I'll get there when I get there. And like, all that matters is that I cross the finish line, not how well I look when I get there. (laughs) It's like, that's me. I'll be like, oh, I'm probably gonna have a sinus infection and maybe be struggling with my allergies and I'll have eaten crap for three weeks by the time I get there. But like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it to the end. Um, But it, it doesn't sound like that to me. So if you are not that way, which it doesn't sound like, but tell me if I'm wrong. If you're not that way, what would be like a piece of advice to someone, aka me, who is that way to help maybe break that cycle of like, all of your good habits don't have to fall by the wayside just because you're in this like crunch time sprint mode. Yeah. So I have a few things that I'll say based off of what you just said. So first of all, I am not that way, but I will tell you, It took time to get to that point, right? So there is a component of, it's not age, but it's experience, right? Having enough of these experiences that you can recognize and say, okay, hold on, stop, hold the phone. Am I repeating something I've done before? Like, and what does that look like before? And I repeated it. This is how it turned out. That was not good, right? So a little bit of that experience helps to steer you eventually in the right direction. Uh, With that said, who wants to wait until you fail a number of times to learn something from other piece, people's failures, right? So we can we can still talk about it by for sure. But what I notice about myself is if I'm having that conversation, if I'm saying, this is just for a short period of time, you got this, like, it's okay if I'm exhausted by the end, it'll be over. If I'm saying those words and I'm uttering those words out loud, one, I'm setting myself up for failure already by doing that. And two, I'm probably already gone (laughs) because if I'm pointing that out to myself, there's a good chance I'm already down that path and don't see a way to correct it. When I'm saying those words out loud, it means I'm already pushing that way. And I'm looking for anyone around me to toss me the life vest, to give me the preserver, to, to put the rope out there to pull me back. So that's where it's like, it's a little bit tough and sticky in the sense that if those things are coming out, there's a good chance that um, you're you're potentially already down the path. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I have, you know, a great network of people to, to help me. And I actually think that's probably one of the best ways to avoid some of that is to 
have help and support. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be, you know, long time married and like to have, you don't have to have that. Um, but use those people that are around you as resources, friends, family, coworkers, everyone's got someone, right? We've all got someone or something out there that we're connected to that we can use as a resource. I just happen that my husband in this case is super supportive where I'll tell him like, Hey, I'm going to be pushing for the next three months. Like let's, what does that look like for us? And we will literally just kind of map out a schedule and he'll say, okay, what day do you need me to make breakfast for you? Or I'll take on some extra meals, you know? So he's just really helpful and supportive with me and my schedule and all of that, but help can come across anyway, right? It can just be a coworker that you're able to say, I just do not have time to complete this project. Can you support me in this? Or it can be someone reminding you it's okay to, to slow down. It's okay to take this break, almost like that accountability partner. So get a friend that can kind of be that accountability partner for you and say, hold on, let's, let's pause. Let's take a breath. Where are you at? Like just rise you to the surface a little bit, tread the water for a minute and figure out, okay, where am I at? And what do I need to do? And be really realistic and practical about what is next? Because it's really easy for us, even when we're doing that thing where we tread the water and we're just there for a moment and it feels really good and someone's helping us. It's really easy to kind of go, nope, I just can't. Sorry, life sucks right now. And like, just keep pushing. But the reality is if you really stop and you really pause and you really take a deep breath and you're really practical about which balls can drop, what priorities can happen, uh, what really needs to get done and what doesn't, who you can go back to and say, I'm so sorry, I need one more week to get this accomplished. Like if you really take a step back and think about it, 99% of the time you have an option, you have a choice. There's something that you can do within that space. I love that. Um, I'm just going to cut out that clip and play it to myself every morning when I get ready. (laughs) Um, just to remind myself that like, this is a, this is a choice that I'm choosing and I can choose to be miserable or I can choose to continue setting myself up for success. Um, so if anybody else wants that clip, shoot me an email, send it to you. Um, no, Jen. And I think that's kind of like the perfect way to wrap this up. Um, because we, we can't make that we can make that choice for ourselves, but we can't make that choice for our people. Um, unfortunately, otherwise I would have Jen make that choice for me all the time. And then my life would just be great. Um, but Jen just sits here and watches me struggle and, and cheers me on from the sidelines and tells me that it's okay to have five cups of coffee. Some and days. be your accountability partner as much as humanly yeah. possible. Yeah, that's right. Um, but Jen, I think, you know, the reality of this is that it's something that we, both take ownership of in our own lives. And that's the best way to see success and fruition in these things, in these long-term sprints. Um, Because that's, that's what some phases of our life are. Like they are unfortunately a long-term sprint. Um, So I am excited and happy and incredibly joyful that you are in my corner as I run long-term sprints. I hope you feel the same way about me being in your corner. And I hope that our people know that we are in their corners Um, and we're so excited for the things 
that they have going on in their lives um, and we hope to be an encouragement to them as they're choosing exhaustion or resilience.